Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Uncanny Cinema. We are digging into our spookening offerings once again. We will have uh, six films that we will be uh, looking at this year of varying quality, I'm sure. Um, at least one that's going to be absolute dog shit. Um, that, that one, that one's coming up, but we have a lot of like great ones as well. Uh, this is our first, we are kicking things off with, uh, I would say one of those movies that if I had to make a list when I started the show of like, Oh, what are some like weird, unusual movies that a lot of people haven't seen that I've just stumbled across. I found some one way or another, uh, this one would have been high on the list. So this would have been among the movies that I would have thought of in the creation of this podcast. And when I started Doing the podcast, I didn't want to burn through all of my like you know heavy hitters or this one's super weird. I wanted to save them and dole them out uh, as we go along. And so here we are now looking at Little Otik. Um, we are looking at 2000's Little Otik. This is uh, it's also called uh, Greedy Guts, um, which is the translation for Odysseic, um, which is what they call him within the film and the subtitles but they don't give the american translation so they like expect you to know what the fuck that means so it's just kind of confusing unless you look <laughs> it up um but uh greedy guts uh relates to it's a czech fairy tale uh like czechoslovakia from i think it's like turn of the century um but then the filmmaker jan svankmeyer could be totally mispronouncing that but that's what i'm going with for the duration of this episode uh <laughs> he adapted it so took it from that turn of the century to a more modern era although even though it's 2000 it feels like it could exist among it's kind of a willy wonka situation like what decade are we in right now <laughs> um but uh but definitely is it's more modernized uh, he is a Czech filmmaker um, who often utilizes stop motion in a lot of short films and feature films. Um, he's also known as a surrealist. Uh, Terry Gilliam is a big fan. The Brothers Quay are supposed to be inspired by him. I think there's some cross-pollination with uh, David Lynch. Um, this movie we're looking at would pair very well for a um, yeah, double feature with uh, Racerhead. And so Eraserhead obviously came before this Eraserhead's from 77, I think. So came a good deal before this movie. Um, but Svankmeyer had been working going back into the 70s and some of his short films, uh, some of my favorites, he did one called The Garden. He did, uh, which is a real surreal kind of thing with like people like standing, like being like lawn furniture or something. Uh, darkness light darkness which is like a like a claymation head that's and body that's interacting inside a house down to the cellar and that one uh is very david lynch when i watched that one um and that one's from like the early 80s so it's it's entirely possible lynch could have been inspired by him or the, again cross-pollination um and one called meat love which is about a little a, a one minute clip of uh, a couple of steaks uh, just uh, just falling in love with each other. Um, Charming, and, yes. Uh, I sent it in the group chat. You should watch. It. You should check it out uh, at some point here. Uh, you know, put it on mute. There's no well. <laughs> put yourself on mute so you can hear the sounds. Um, That's the key. But uh, to enjoying it. 
yeah so uh so he has a lot more shorts but those are some of the ones that i've kept over the years because uh, i discovered him you know on some list or something 10 or so more years back 10 15 years ago he has um a number of uh feature films a good number of them i haven't seen i i want to check out some of them just to see what they're like check his uh... oh <laughs> Um, fun never <laughs> stops around here. Uh, his most recent one is called Insects, um, and that came out like five years ago, and it's supposed to be his last film. He's like in his late 80s at this point. Uh, Surviving Life was one prior to that. And then along with Little Otique, probably his more famous ones, uh, he has one called Faust, which I've seen, but I can't remember much. It has some little like monster creature in it. And then Alice, which is kind of a loose adaptation of Alice in Wonderland, and I was like super, I had seen Little Otique first and I watched Alice. I was, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And some of it was okay. Mm. Some of it was really frustrating. And then it has like one of the worst uh, narrative devices I've ever seen in a film, which is like, <laughs> there's a girl who is Alice, I think. Alice is like narrating her own adventure. Like she's narrating the book, but then she's in the book. But they just have this zoomed in visual of her mouth of this like 10 year old girl's mouth which is like whatever but it's just an odd image and then she'll say anytime a character speaks um so like the white rabbit or mm-hmm. mad hat or whatever she'll it'll cut to her they'll they will show the characters talk and then it'll cut to her and she says said the white rabbit oh no and then it cuts back to the 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 stuff and they do that like 50 fucking times and it's it's, it's an insane choice it's just totally insane <laughs> eric you've seen it right <laughs> yes yes he does like the close-up mouth shot he does it a lot in this movie too but uh in alice yes. it was just sure like does. what do you why do you keep doing that <laughs> A pine to Eric. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, so that's a little bit of background on Svankmeyer. Uh He is very interesting, like I said, a surrealist. If you like David Lynch stuff, um, he is going to be someone that uh, you are probably going to be drawn to or at least worth checking out. Like I said, his shorts um, are quite popular, um, you know, amongst film people. Most of them are on YouTube, so all the ones that I listed, The Garden, Darkness, Light Darkness, Down to the Cellar, Meat Love, uh, they all were on YouTube at one time. Probably most of them are. And he has other ones past that. So for Little Otique, this is an adaptation, as I said, of a Czech fairy tale. Um, We can go into the plot of it. I guess I'll hold off on saying exactly what it is. We'll let the panelists uh, dig into that. Um, but yeah, so this is a, is a horror film, but also has elements of fairy tale, also surrealist, and has elements of like black comedy to it. All right, and for our guests, for our first spookening offering here, uh, we've got uh, horror fan, noted horror fan, David, returning. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, sounds of wood scraping against other wood, Russell, Russell, Russell. <laughs> Make sure to get some baby babbling in there. Uh, All right. And uh, we also have Eric joining us. Uh, So not only has he seen Alice, he has watched uh, Little Otique in the past on my recommendation. So uh, he's the only other person who's seen this. Welcome, Eric. Hello. Hello. Yes. (laughs) 
All right. And uh, joining us once again, uh, she outpaced Eric uh, some episodes back. Um, Forgot about that. Yes. <laughs> I didn't. So uh, so she's uh, she's one up on Eric. And, uh, you know, she uh, she is willing to put herself through things like Little Oteek to keep that uh, streak alive. <laughs> yep. Yep, I really need to stop so eating hi, while watching movies for this podcast. Hi, greetings, Linton. Uh, I didn't know we were supposed to prepare spooky noises. David, you should have warned me. Um, ooh, there, I did it. That didn't seem very well prepared. <laughs> All right. It's not the kind of stuff you'd get if I was still on top. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, let's hear your sound, Eric. Uh, notably didn't do one. Woozle wuzzle? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So uh, we're going to dig into Little Oteek here right off the bat here. What do you make of Little Oteek? Okay. I didn't hate this one. Like, when it started, I was like, oh, I'm going to hate this. Oh, <laughs> this is not boding well for being a movie that I'm going to enjoy. But honestly... I didn't hate it. Uh, I actually, for a horror movie, it's pretty good. Although I thought it came out in like the 80s. It is, <laughs> 2000 shocked me. It does well, not feel like a 2000 Keep, keep in mind, it's Czechoslovakia. So it's like, it's like, it's like they're just getting 80s films in 2000. Oh it's yeah. that, no, it's Winston. that. It's, no, I mean like a lot of, you watch <laughs> things in certain countries or, or music mm-hmm. and there's often kind of a delay of like things that they're yeah. interested in and into are delayed behind other countries. Hmm. I'm not knocking them culturally. The year 2000 is a Czech 1984. There we go. (laughs) Basically. I mean, also the director's been making movies for a long time. And sometimes you get older directors are kind of like feel a little behind sometimes. It's, I think I would argue rare for a director to always feel on top of it and modern. Um, So I think There's the film also. stock is part of it because if it yeah, looks it like is. a movie from the eighties, it does. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, didn't hate this one. All right, it's decent, I would say. Well, you know, first time for everything. <laughs> <laughs> David, uh, I. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I just want to put this out here. <laughs> David watches more horror than possibly anyone I know other than myself or Eric, but probably po- quite possibly more than both of us. And and still, we'll have him on for episodes of the show right. and he like blushes at certain things and it's like, <laughs> "Dude, that's the thing that the 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 amount of sounds of people mm, eating mm-hmm. made yep. me uncomfortable <laughs> throughout <laughs> this movie." Oh yeah. <laughs> Like it, I, I, I can get behind that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a weird again a weird choice that he does that a lot. Yeah. Yes, I I liked the movie other than the like I agree with the neighbor mom. Do, do you have to slurp? <laughs> Stop slurping your soup. Ah. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. But no, I, I it it was a really like visually good the interesting movie interesting is a good word yeah uh not gonna say i liked it but i'm gonna say no i'm glad i saw it 
Yeah. I don't regret this one, which has been rare for a minute on this podcast. I mean, it's no skins. <laughs> so, Eric, as the only other person who has uh, seen this before, where are you at? Um, Yeah, I think I remember liking it, but not loving it the last time I watched it. I don't think it really changed my opinion on a rewatch. It is very... I'm a big fan of like Spankmeyer's animation stuff and it, it does have a lot of unexpected like twists and turns. It is kind of like an offbeat fairy tale that isn't like your typical morality play kind of a thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the directing is like really dynamic and, and cool, but it, yeah, I just think sometimes it's a little like uneven and, and drags in certain places. Sure. Cause it's like, you know, uh, but overall, I, I, I do I do dig this movie, and it is very, like, yeah, it's a strange one that I think, like, it's one of those where you see it's, like, I've never really que- quite seen something like that. No. Um, so, like, all in all, it's, like, okay, it's, it's always, like, a worthwhile thing to watch. So, yeah, it's just kind of, like, where my... <laughs> where my opinion landed for a second time. Yeah. Uh, for myself, I can't, I must've seen this on some list, some horror list of like horror movies you've never seen or heard of or whatever. And I'll watch a lot of unusual stuff. Even before this podcast, I'll check things out because sometimes you find gems. A lot of times you're just sifting through total garbage or you see things (laughs) that are like, Oh, that scene was cool, but I don't care about any of the rest of this. Um, (laughs) This one, uh, this one definitely grabbed my attention as it was going. It's a slow burn for sure. Like, you know, you're, you're kind of like wondering, is this going to pick up? Is this going to go anywhere? And I feel it does. And there's a couple scenes in particular that when they happen, like I rewind, I remember rewinding them at the time to be like, oh, that was like so cool and unsettling. And like, I've never seen anything like that. And I did at least one of them again. This, on this rewatch just trying to break it down we can talk about it later but break down kind of like how he's staging it and uh, yeah so there's some stuff like that and i love that like discovering something i mean i'm not acting like i'm the only person who discovered it but like watching something that like is put out there that not many people have seen and then you're hitting those moments where it's like, oh shit, I get why this is on some lists and stuff. I get why this is yeah. grabbing people. Um, to your point, Eric, um, yeah, it's. I think it's it's too long, especially on a rewatch. Yes. I mean, I've seen it. This is Two probably hours. the the third time I've seen it. I think I showed it to someone else once. It's uh, well, it's like two hours and like ten minutes, I think, ten or twelve. Yeah. So like, uh, definitely over two. Yeah. So you could cut. I'm like 20 minutes, I would say, pretty easily, uh, maybe as much as a half an hour, but but I'd say at least 20 minutes and it would move better. Yeah. You could cut 20 minutes of people eating, like the sounds <laughs> of people eating. No, that, that's key. Yeah. That's, you to have me, to have the, that. The soup slurping scenes are vital. <laughs> yeah. I think if More you knew the if you knew the source material, you'd understand why like the, the food sounds are just, they have to be there. I actually had read this story before. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, totally. Not often. It was like one of those things when she started in the movie, uh the girl starts reading the story and I was like, "Wait a minute." And I went and looked it up and yeah, I'd to- I'd read it before. But it's not common. You don't see it in a lot of fairy tale. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it's it's not here. it's not grim. It's not um yeah. Hans Christian Andersen, so it's like exactly. it's, it's a Czech guy who probably wrote 
some other ones but did you read it in just like a collection of like random fairy tales or something yeah definitely yeah i mean uh it may not be by grim but i'd say it was pretty grim uh... <laughs> good night everybody yep podcast over <laughs> All right, so yeah, wherever we want to dig into, um, we can go into the plot. Uh, eventually, we we'll obviously want to get into the visuals and the monster um, <laughs> and other matters. Let me say this first, because there's nowhere else that this is going to fit. So I was uh, house-sitting somewhere where I was watching this, and I had it up. Uh, I was watching it on my computer in like their office on the first floor. They have this lovely home, uh, and... They have these beautiful large glass windows and I'm watching this and I realize that outside uh, somebody is having a block party and <laughs> I'm like, dear God, I hope they can't see inside this window and see what I'm watching because the amount of weird shit that is on the screen. And I'm like, there are kids out there. If they look and see this, they're going to think that I'm a horrible person because <laughs> it's too early to be really watching scary movies. And, you know. It was just a very awkward moment. And there was this giant plant that I like moved in front of the window. I'm like, please don't look at me. Please don't see me watching this. I'm just picturing a small child seeing the scene through the window of Carol cutting open a watermelon and opening it to find a baby. <laughs> yeah. And then yep. since it was, was the summer block putter party, that child runs off to find a watermelon. <laughs> There's babies I in these watermelons. watermelons. <laughs> uh, also, for for a movie with so many cabbages, I do like that there was a baby in a watermelon, not in the cabbage patch. Absolutely. Well, I think if I was a kid though, violations. and saw like saw someone watching something, and on the screen, the first thing I see is that scene out of context. I'd be like, I want to know what that is. I want to yeah. see it. <laughs> well, it just kept getting darker and darker outside, which means the screen was more and more bright in the room. And I'm like, oh, God. And especially as the movie goes on and on, you're seeing more and more stuff. Like, I think about there is um, uh, a character in this movie who is straight up a perv. Uh, and there That's are a nice way of saying that. <laughs> it's. Yeah, let's it's, let's just let's just unseal this right now. So there is a full-on pedophile character in the film, sure is. and and we get we get his point of view six minutes into the movie, yeah. and I'm just and it's not great. And there's a couple no. other moments where we get it. Now there is comeuppance. So and from the filmmaker standpoint, we are not meant to sympathize with this character, no. but it is Once filmed. Again, in, it's not skins. Yes, it is. It <laughs> yeah. is filmed in a way that's uncomfortable mm -hmm. and not great. Mm -hmm. Now you could argue that that's its intent, but still, if we saw this in an American film, Ooh. we would be like, Hey, <laughs> Whoa, yeah, hold on. For sure. And, and um, so like it's again, six minutes in and all I can attribute it to is just like European sensibilities of like, that it's like, just like, Oh, this is, we we're pulling this off. Whereas like American sensibilities would be like, no, you could like a, like a American film production company would be like, you're yeah. cutting this absolutely right now. Yeah. Like, this is not yeah. happening. Can't put this in. Yeah. It's like, I can handle somebody walking by and seeing, you know, slasher stuff. Like people are like, oh yeah, slasher. But there is scenes where this very young girl, what, like 12, maybe, yeah. uh, maybe even younger 
she's wearing a regular school skirt and bending over and they're like hey here's her butt in underwear for way too long way mm. too long is it on that and i'm like please god don't want to be looking in this window right now please i'm begging you <laughs> this is not what it seems i swear Again, the gentleman who is viewing this, uh, there, there, there are repercussions uh, later in the There's film. There's repercussions but... for literally everybody, people who did or didn't deserve it. True, but yeah, I'm just saying he I'm doesn't saying... he doesn't get away scot free. He's not like, well, no, Mr. Jenkins, he's okay, <laughs> he's fine. Uh, that's true. That's a good point. But this, um... Mr. Jenkins, yeah, the local old pedophile over here. <laughs> The Which, only the he slept through most of it, so yeah, he just he kind of <laughs> got lucky. Uh, yeah. Also, we likely will not be able to pronounce like any of these names. I just threw in an Americanized version, um, but yeah, yeah, the our two lead characters are like Bozena uh, is is Bozenka. the wife Bozenka, uh, sure, and then Carol uh, Kalel. I, like, I don't know. I thought it was Carl the way she was saying it, just spelled yeah. K. Again, to yeah. my point, we're okay. not going to yeah. be able to do it, so <laughs> yeah. we're probably just going to say like the guy and his wife. Carl and I would call girl. him Carl husband and, and wife. Husband and I, wife. I like that he's. I'm guessing. I mean, he's named after the writer of the story. It seems. Mm-hmm. Oh, is he? I yeah, so. I didn't notice. Yeah. It's or first name wise, yeah. So also, okay. Thinking back at the very beginning of this movie, you start this movie. I go into these movies blind all the time. I still haven't learned to not do that. And <laughs> uh, I start this movie. and I it's said just got... everyone should go in blind on this, yeah. though. Right. But I do it regardless of if you tell me to or not. <laughs> um, and so it starts off with a black screen. It's like doing the credits. Uh, and it's black screen, white text, credits. And then all of a sudden, there's just very close-up, intense cuts of babies with creepy baby laughter in the background and then it just goes back to the credits and it does this a lot and i was just very and there's a classical piece of music playing yes, during this very intense classical music playing underneath and it's very upsetting it's very shocking <laughs> i was like what's happening uh and they just the babies keep laughing at you and Jack, that sounds like a you thing. I don't know that the babies are laughing at you, personally. They're always laughing at me, Linton. I know. Uh, But it does does do a good job off the bat, immediately making you uncomfortable, making you uneasy. Mm -hmm. Jack, could you tell us more about uh, how babies make you uncomfortable and... (laughs) Are are the babies in the room with us now? <laughs> if you <laughs> the the sound of babies crying or laughing is is like like either one is nails on a chalkboard to me, mm. and I don't hate children or anything. Mm. It just. Mm-hmm. That that register messes with me, and I, the movie started. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> what have I gotten yeah. myself into? Just babies yeah. screeching, and then slurping soup, and just back and forth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, uh, audio nightmare for sure. I, you know, I I, I keep going to loud metal shows without um, earplugs in the hopes. That the next uh, register of, of frequency I lose is the one. That... <laughs> I just keep. I like that. Like that you said that. Ear. 
I like that you said that like it was the uh, opening to Quantum Leap. Uh, keep leaping from show to show in the hope that the next will be the leap home. I won't have to hear baby's laughter anymore, and I'll be free. Oh boy! Most horrible sound known to man. The noise! The noise! The noise! Yeah, this is a baby-heavy movie. The very baby baby thematic mm-hmm. the whole time a lot of heavy babies she's right yeah well, eventually one really yeah, heavy one baby very heavy baby <laughs> so uh would someone like to give the basic outline of the plot um so what there is a childless couple that sadly cannot have children and they very much want one and um the 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 wife, um, whose name I can't pronounce, seems to uh, start going through a little bit of a psychotic break. The husband uh, d- digs up a root that I supposed vaguely almost looks like it could have limbs and decides, let's make a mockery of my wife's pain. Right? <laughs> what the hell? And go, look at this baby. Oh, like, he pays the, the for that decision. <laughs> yeah. He sure does. So, like they have baby clothes they're they're still going they, they're still going to the doctor to see whether or not they can even possibly get pregnant they have not gotten pregnant or anything like that they have not they they are still at like, one point oh. they put an ad in the paper that said for sale baby shoes never worn and <laughs> yeah but it, it appears that they've been buying baby clothes since they decided let's maybe have a baby someday because they have they own a lot already it's true but i why why i was very much like why would he why why would he uh polish up and and cut and varnish this this creepy wooden thing (laughs) into a doll and hand it to his wife who has been going through it. Yeah, she's crying a lot. She's really upset. And he's like, hey, guess what, honey? I made you a wooden child. And he's really yeah. proud of himself. Uh, but then immediately regrets it because she grabs onto that thing and holds onto it. Like she leans in, raft. man. She really she, leans she in. Does. Oh, she is down to clown. It's, she's immediate. She's like, that was my note. Wood baby? Yeah, she's down to clown. <laughs> I think her whole her whole character arc is just a sarcastic response to him trying to like yeah. give oh my her God, a baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I I am glad that once we got the wooden baby in the uh uh in the movie, we stopped really having the oh, this is a fishmonger. Oh, baby for a second. Wait, no, no, it's a normal thing again. Well, we yeah we have a we have a couple fan, fantasy sequences where the husband is seeing babies. Uh, the first, well, one we alluded to is a baby inside a watermelon. Um, that that one's ba- that one's later. Um, they had like a hollowed out watermelon. He's opening it up, and there's a baby inside. And it's you're, it's not supposed to be real, but it's surreal imagery, and it's supposed to be like in his head what we're seeing. And then when his wife is visiting the doctor, he's looking out. And yeah, there's like a fishmonger kind of, you know, like um, out, outside, out in on the street. And like women are coming up and they're like scooping babies out of water and wrapping them up like fish. It's a really cool, 
you know yeah. uh, image and everything but yeah it's like he's he's looking at it's we're seeing through his eyes like you know oh it's easy for everyone else is kind of the implication like they can just take him on the street i did really like when they're in the car and they're at the uh crosswalk and it's just so many families with children and babies mm-hmm. and and i was like oh i i get that that's you know when you're sad about something things that remind you of it yes. are going to show up constantly mm-hmm. that's rough i i felt for the characters then for that one moment <laughs> yeah it's not a lot of moments in this where you feel for the characters i will say that <laughs> not a lot of like likable people in this movie Except for except for the uh, the gardener, I liked her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's the only one that can take care of business when it when it needs to be done, you know. Sure is. <laughs> uh, so uh, so the wife takes the baby, starts dressing it up in baby clothes, um, and and that's their baby now. And uh, they have a little cottage that they've already bought. Um, Did from they like buy a, that? I was so confused. Yeah, because the, the guy says how much the the neighbor says how much he a hundred and eighty thousand check. Yeah, he just says dollars. I think. Yeah, but but, I, but 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 yeah, I was like, but that's not American money. So like, that's <laughs> no. like so it's not real. I, I don't. Well, I wouldn't pay one hundred eighty thousand dollars for that place. No, for sure not. But I don't it's... know if you've seen uh, what the real estate market is like up here in Chicago. But well, anyway, so yeah, so they have they have. It drove me crazy. It's, it's they don't like li- well, in it for like ten minutes. I think it's like a vacation house. I think it's, okay. that's the idea. So, uh, so they're there like on the weekends and they have this, uh, wood baby and the husband is obviously like, everyone's going to think we're insane. I E you. <laughs> and also me for being married to you. But he, he can't say that. She's so like, uh, we'll keep the baby here and visit it on weekends. Um, but then she devises the idea of, uh, she's going to pretend to be pregnant with different size pillows for each month. And uh, then eventually she can, quote unquote, give birth to the baby and it will all be normal. And here's my question to those two of you who haven't watched this yet. Up to this point, you're getting a sense of like the couple's stakes, what they want. Um, We get the idea. I don't know if they probably haven't alluded to the the fairy tale aspect yet, but you might feel like it's kind of fairy tale esque. Mm -hmm. Um, We have the wooden baby. We have her kind of like psychosis or whatever where did you think the movie was going from that point where it went okay hard left turn into crazy town <laughs> <laughs> there were because if, if if the husband at that point doesn't put the kibosh on the whole thing then it's like all right because because then she just keeps coming up with more schemes as it gets worse and he you know he throws tantrums a lot to try to stop it but he never really like yeah and that's that's the first point where you're like, uh oh. <laughs> well, so I okay, I'll I'll be more okay. For those listening, if you haven't seen it, Little Oteek comes to life. Um, dun, dun, dun. He, he comes to life once she officially births him. After you know she she does it early, but you know so once she has officially announced it, he's now alive, and we will talk about that. But I guess I'm asking, did you think that that's what was going to happen, or did you think you were watching something where? it was going to be a woman with this fake wood baby and we were going to like, just go into like crazyville without something like being alive. 
I thought that... No, 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 yeah, you're right. So, during the pregnancy thing, I thought that we'd eventually see her view of the baby as alive. But that it would be a, you know, she gets increasingly uh, out there and then something horrible is going to happen. Okay. Yeah, at first. And then, uh, also... Applause to her for not only having nine pillows, a pr- nine appropriately sized pillows, <laughs> but apparently embroidering them herself mm-hmm. to have the month number on each of them. Oh, you can't get keep confused. It... Yeah. You ruin the whole gig. You can't just Everyone look to see now. which one is slightly bigger than the other. You, <laughs> you don't want to accidentally wear month seven pillow in month five. Embarrassing. That's, yeah. Yeah. Faux pas. Absolutely. You're yeah but uh uh, this i did think i basically i was like there are two ways for this to go one is she's just yeah psycho the whole time and insisting and i'm like i'm pretty sure it's not that because why would we be watching this movie that seems really boring so i was actually rooting uh for the wood to come alive um and go on a killing spree that was my hope (laughs) and all my dreams came true so So when did you know it was the fairy tale when did you start piecing that together the fairy tale until the little girl started reading the fairy tale that's when it triggered in my brain i actually paused the movie and went and looked it up and i was like oh yeah i remember this um and i can't tell you where i read it i don't remember that but that was it wasn't until that but that that's that was exciting like i kind of got into the movie at that before the wood baby came to life i was like yeah this is fine i guess like you said it is a slow burn but then once the baby came alive i was very interested in the movie at that point it was much more interesting have we talked about they live in an apartment building with the stairs and all the neighbors yeah the the neighbors in the apartment building we've got gardener lady kicks ass uh, yeah the kick-ass cabager, if you will. A <laughs> uh, uh, creepy old pedophile who mm-hmm. lives on the top floor and has to bring up pails of <laughs> oh. uh, uh, of coal from the basement to the top floor mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Like, his Sisyphean task, I guess. <laughs> Gotta keep his house warm somehow. Also, did he not look exactly... Like the chess playing Pixar guy. He did. He did. Like identical <laughs> to that guy. I in my notes he's pervy McPixar. Uh, that's how. That's how you keep like uh, all the other it's, characters. It's uh, something's game, not Jenny's. Jenny's. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Pervy McPixar is copyrighted by the uh, Disney Corporation, <laughs> and we don't I want see. to be. We don't want to be sure. sued. <laughs> Jerry's game. That's Jerry's it. Thank game. you. I was trying to Google it quietly over here. Good job. So yeah, we've got uh cabbage lady, pervy dude, um, husband and wife, and then uh the young family. girl. Yeah, yeah the young, young girl, girl and her, and her parents. Uh that, that young girl is very nosy. Mm-hmm. Actually, everyone's very nosy. As after the baby's born, well, throughout, throughout the pregnancy, after the baby's born, everyone is too nosy about this baby. 
like, okay, I get that, that, fine, she can leave the, uh, the the uh the tram the perambulator i believe yeah, uh, nice. outside um with the baby while she goes into a store sure that it's a cultural difference got it but then just random people are walking up going oh the mom's in the store i'm going to try to sneak a look at her baby it <laughs> wasn't random people that was cabbage well, lady no. yeah cabbage it was cabbage partner. lady and Cabbage Lady and the little girl. And it's just, I I don't like you as people because uh, don't, don't, don't uh, walk up to strange David babies. wants babies to be neither seen nor heard. <laughs> that's, that's what we've learned, yes. Everyone in this country has a right to hide their baby in shame. <laughs> <laughs> Not a right, a responsibility. <laughs> yes, okay. Yeah, I'm not like you. some old curmudgeon, but... <laughs> He's a young curmudgeon. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, exactly. I'm middle-aged. At says, as his chair creaks. <laughs> as he leans into it. That's old not... That chair. was not my chair. Mm, okay. So those are the... You've got all these people in this apartment building. And yeah, everyone's real into... But everyone cares about them as well. Like, yeah. they can't have kids. All the neighbors are really invested in their life. And when she finally gets pregnant, they're all so excited for her and they're so happy. And then once the baby's born, she like cuts them out of it entirely. They keep being like, how's the baby? I haven't seen him in a while. What's going on? And she's like, stop asking about my baby. Go look at my baby. And people are, I'd say rightfully yeah. so. Her foolproof like, plan to cover up everything yeah. starts to get some creaks at, cracks at that point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and it's great. So they start getting more nosy. I mean, the girl, the young girl the whole time is horrible and nosy, but all the other people are like, what's happening here? Pre-fake pregnancy, the young girl even says she wants uh, her, she wants her neighbor to get pregnant and have a baby so that she, the young girl, can have a friend that is only hers. Yes. Yes. It's very possessive. It's weird. Well, she's the only child in the building, so that's Mm -hmm. part of her rationale, too. Yeah. Very much so. It's sorry. I'm just looking through my notes, and a lot of my notes are really in all caps <laughs> and uh, things like "stop zooming in on mouths." Uh, <laughs> I didn't think it would look like that. <laughs> Why are there so many teeth? <laughs> like just a lot of things like this. Well, so um, mouth mouth imagery and food imagery runs throughout his stuff. Uh, that's yeah. uh, that's a common yeah. motif he uses, and in this one in particular, like so, I had my comments were like a lot of gross close ups, mouths, tongues, yeah. wet peeled potatoes, soup, yeah. wet soil, egg yolk, yes. a yes. lot of other foods um, of like close ups on the food, close ups of people eating the food, um, but it it seems to tie in with I think the thematic aspects because i like my note was it seems to be about unhealthy appetites because you have little otique Mm -hmm. literally we will find out is 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 consuming many things throughout the film um we have the child molester which i would say is an unhealthy appetite we have the mother's obsession with having uh, a child to a Mm -hmm. psychotic degree and Mm -hmm. we have the little girl like uh obsession with uh, a playmate so we have numerous Mm -hmm. characters uh who exhibit that 
And so I think that that is an ongoing thing. Now, as in his other work, I don't know, maybe it's just like, I like mouths, but, uh, <laughs> hey, but here, I, me. <laughs> but here it, uh, it relates to the themes. I just remembered my favorite character. Uh, the cat, the only competent character in the whole movie. <laughs> yes. I don't know if it's competent, is it? Uh... Yeah, extremely. It no, it runs away all the time. It doesn't it, survive. Like, Let me the hell out of here. That's not its fault. <laughs> they didn't take its concern seriously. Multiple times, the woman, the wife, just throws this cat. This, again, I wrote down that PETA would not be okay with this movie because she will literally pick it up and toss it off screen. And it's not faked in any way it's just a lot of cat violence in this movie <laughs> the cat goes, like Rawr! uh monty python <laughs> the holy grail Rawr! Yeah. Rawr! also uh-huh. this would pair well with dial code santa claus for that <laughs> yes. uh, for that dog abuse totally. yes totally this poor cat i love this cat there's no aspca like uh disclaimer at <laughs> yeah. the end of the it, it actually says all not. animals were harmed in the making of this film <laughs> You may as well have watched Milo and Otis. <laughs> Poor cat. And the, the scene that cat, yeah, does die. It is the first um, casualty to the appetite of the child. And uh, I knew immediately as the scene started, I wrote down, the cat's dead. I know it. I could feel it in my soul. <laughs> the, the cat, there was less cat in this movie from now on. It's the funny uh, shared. how dismissive she gets of the cat as soon as the wooden log shows up in her life and she's just like tossing it around and then after it dies and the husband shows concern she's like well cats don't live that long anyway (laughs) she's cuddling (laughs) it like a baby early in the movie like she's holding it and squeezing it the cat's like i hate this this is very bad and then after the baby comes the cat's like cool now you can treat me like a normal cat she's like no screw you just throwing it around the room it deserved better but yes, uh, Little Otique uh, devours the cat. Well, I guess before we do that, we should just address Little Otique coming to life, becoming a real yeah. boy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, to add just some some bizarreness uh, to put you in the mindset of this film and filmmaker. So Little Otique, uh, he, he's a piece of wood, um, which, how do we think they did that? Did they actually, like, carve something like their original thing before they start doing claymation um are you asking if it's like a real piece of wood that the yeah or or you think they constructed it or um i'm gonna go with some sort of resin mold okay yeah that feels more right like maybe someone did you know uh, uh sculpt it or whittle it or something but they had to have had several different versions sure because the face looks the same in every size yeah, the consistency yeah. is definitely there i agree yeah. i think it i think it i don't think they just happened upon this perfect thing also she when she holds it and hugs it it like fits perfectly like a baby that you'd be hugging i was like i feel like they would have to have gotten very very lucky like maybe yeah. the director found this piece of wood and was like oh this is just like a child. I shall make a movie around this piece of wood. But that seems unlikely. So, yeah. So, little Otik uh, has a torso. He has arms and legs, which have, like, um, you know, extended roots. Uh, roots. Um, and he has 
like a part do that's we have like to not... talk about the rest of him can we just stop there and not talk about all the rest of the parts he, he has he has a has. mouth he has what looks like a mouth he has like a head kind of shape and he has what looks like a mouth but it's like kind of in like a cone shape like a knot on a tree um so it's there's like a hole out. there um he also has a penis and an asshole uh that we see yeah. in a couple parts i mean it's not graphic they they look wood like but they are there <laughs> So I they, did not notice the asshole. She puts uh, you didn't uh, notice baby the extreme close up of it when she's she putting puts, the like, cream on it? on it. Yeah. Oh, is that what that was? <laughs> yeah. I was I just wrote it down. I wrote down thank you movie. Great. I needed that in my life. I just thought that was a regular wooden like not on a piece of wood. Okay. I literally literally wrote cool 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 and extreme close-up of a fake wood butthole cool that is what i wrote down in my notes um but the first scene when it comes to life uh she has told people in the building that she uh had the baby the husband goes to see her she is dressed like the madonna which is a nice creepy moment Uh and little otik is at her breast and its mouth is sucking at her nipple yep. and it's yep. that and we enter claymation world and uh how do you feel about that jack hated that was so furious because i already knew here's the thing as soon as they show when the husband walks in is like look i made you fake baby because i'm a great husband uh and they show that mouth i was like i know what that mouth do I know what's going to happen. I know exactly what you're going to be doing with this, and I don't want any part of it. And they still managed to make it worse because it was animated that way, and I hated it. I was so angry. And every time they do, they show it crying, and it's just like stop animation of this weird limbed creature. Ugh, it was a nightmare. Maybe it's the Catholic upbringing for me. <laughs> but but that shot of the Madonna with the uh, creepy wooden baby best shot of the movie oh it's great it actually was really yeah. good yeah and there's like a there's like a curtain in front of her like a yeah. somewhat transparent curtain so it mm-hmm, adds sheer. to this like beautiful imagery but also the yeah. horror of it and yep i, I do it. like that she skipped month nine like specifically was, was like you know what let's just add in um the baby being a preemie to this huge elaborate ruse we're trying to pull yes, on everything. so well thought out as harry pointed out earlier <laughs> i wonder what if do you guys think if she had waited until the ninth month would it have been not a horrific uh cannibalistic baby i guess it's not a cannibal if you're not eating other trees but you know what i mean like yeah. what if she had waited till month yeah, nine it and it would have been a perfectly fine baby yeah it should have been, <laughs> been better i'm also i also wonder why like carl like when when he 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 did like he did some work on this thing to make sure it from, from he varnished it he carved it yeah yeah why would you leave the hands and and feet as, as just so many twigs why <laughs> that's true you, it's very twiggy yeah on why the you prune that down and and maybe draw like carve a little like I think it was so much work to get the face. He was just like, yeah, close enough. That's... Okay, no, you say the face. That's not what he worked on. What he worked on, <laughs> what was very clearly defined, was the front end and the back end. He spent hours on oh, those. I think, I think like, that 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 asshole was like a tr- that's like a knot on a tree. That was like that's natural. That's that's very natural, Jack. <laughs> 
It's, it's natural in everybody. He needs the magical wooden that. child to excrete waste since it's very hungry. He knew that, so it's... <laughs> But the, okay, we can all agree at least that the the tiny tree penis was for some reason that I don't think was part of the original design. But he was like, "This is key. This is really important," and they show it a lot. And I didn't need that either. There's a lot of full frontal babies in this. I will say a lot, a lot. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I don't know if you should call them like full that, frontal, but like yeah. that, yeah, that <laughs> statement. Oh my god, a lot of full frontal babies. There is a lot of it, and it's yeah. not. I know, so but to utilize the go. term "full frontal" with babies, Jack, I would Jack? expect such a thing from Eric, but not you. Jack, do we need to uh, remind you of what Linton says before recording every time? Well, okay, you also get a pregnant lady and you see everything mm-hmm. i guess not yeah. every everything but there's but a think, naked like, pregnant naked lady infants i think we're not as you know because like the cover of nirvana's Nevermind for one is like a very famous uh it's true but it was also I, I think controversial. Like, yeah that's true but i think yeah, probably just my in general like i guess it's less less it uh, it... horrible to see a naked infant than it is <laughs> It is, but there's uh, fun a lot fact, more of that, it than uh, that, yeah, that naked infant grew up to be a guy who tried to sue the production yep. company it's a couple unhappy. years ago. Yeah, I remember that story. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, it, it really seemed like a whole money grab yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah, there's just a lot of, there's a lot, a lot of nudity in this movie. I will say that. See a lot of boobs and <laughs> one extended bush. I'm like, great, thanks. Thank you, movie. I think European movies in general are a little looser with nudity in their films. So it's like, yeah, yeah, not surprising, but yeah. Yeah. And it's a horror movie. Like you get both of those things combined. The little Oteek's a tree, not a bush. (laughs) But a bush. All right. Podcast over again. Have we gotten all of the the plant puns out? Are there more? (laughs) I doubt it. Knowing David, no. I know. We might have to dig up a few more, Eric. (laughs) God, no, stop. I'll do my best to branch out. From ah. <laughs> I need like a door slamming noise. I don't have one. Did oh, we, yeah, we, that, that'll be great. We'll get we'll get you one of those like fucking sound boards like a morning <gasps> DJ. Oh yeah, my that's God. what that's Can just you what you need. I would be unstoppable. If you want to make it in this business, you got to stay fresh. <laughs> perfect so yeah you see a lot of stuff this movie doesn't hold back in a bunch of ways all right so little ot comes to life and he is a claymation stop motion uh puppet um combination at some points he's other things uh which i Mm -hmm. definitely want to talk about that but but much of the time we see him he is in stop motion as i said the director is known for that uh many of his shorts feature not all of them but like probably 75 percent feature stop motion in some way um he'll use stop motion in kind of like unusual ways for things that don't even have to be stop motion necessarily like he's just just using it as kind of a device like like as an interesting type of special effect not just for like creatures and stuff um and uh yeah there's uh 
I love the design. Once little OT comes to life, he's a creepy, weird little fucking monster. He has an eyeball in his mouth. Oh, I, like that. I hated that. We that see that a couple bad. times. Oh. Super close up, we see it, especially. Thank you. Thank you, movie. I... The mouth with the jagged teeth and 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 uh, and the gums, the gums. Yeah, mm, don't and, need any of that. But then you see the mouth recede into the cone, and then the eyeball comes out to look yeah. at things. Yep. And I, I, I had not been wondering whether or not uh, Otik could see. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I. And 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 then that raises the question of can he only see when uh when the eyeball comes out? What does he see when there is no eyeball? Like when it's just teeth? What 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 is the world? Maybe maybe the eyeball recedes back and he's seen through a longer tunnel and then it pops out a little bit all the time. Oh yeah. Well, he doesn't need to see. He just needs to eat. That's all that matters. He only needs to see when he's not consuming. Because he needs to see something to eat. Once he's like, ah, now eating, which is ninety percent of what this child does. Oh, that means there's got to be a pocket for the eyeball to go into, so that when he's eating, the food doesn't like scratch the Correct. eyeball. Mm. You're right. I'm glad we're thinking more about this. <laughs> it's not Jack's right. Eyeball. We should definitely it get back a... to baby full frontal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, when little Otik, uh, I mean, we have him at his mother's breast, and then we also see him in stop motion, like crying and laying on, like just on a bed or something or just on a table. Often, and and often just we see well moving crying. its arms and legs, but like there's that's one of the things early on when I first saw this that I I really loved and was drawn. Like I so said, the Madonna imagery was really great. But that mm-hmm. moment with him, like, just sprawling and crying around and stuff, like, it's really unsettling yes. to hear mm-hmm. that baby crying. It's a genuine, like, they used real recordings of babies, a baby crying over top of this stop-motion non-human creature. And, boy, howdy, does it work. Yeah. yeah they, made, <laughs> they made real babies cry. <laughs> they just showed in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think David was just referring to himself as a real baby. I think that's <laughs> uh, it. No, the imagery wasn't settling. Like it wasn't a scary movie. It just say, yeah, yeah, uh. that's true. Also, the the dead cat was, uh, and the other deads, <laughs> like like all the deads, yeah. <laughs> Like it's not gory murder, but those are those are some uh, pretty chewed on corpses there. Yeah, it, I yeah. I did think that was really well done. Yeah. Uh, they go in and look, and next to the sleeping child's bed is the skeleton, skeleton, but still like muscle colored of the cat. Yeah, not colored. Sorry, muscle covered of the cat. Yeah. Um, and that it, was super and, gross and the mailman really well done and the mailman and the, i didn't yeah. know if we were talking about the mailman yet i didn't know yeah. we were talking about the other deads yet i didn't know <laughs> if we were there the point is all the deads are gooey bones <laughs> 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 sorry 
sorry if that's my favorite sentence that's maybe ever been said on this podcast. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna, since we're going, going into the deaths, I'm going to say the moment that I just full-on fucking love this movie, um, and it's the one that made me rewind back in the day and made me rewind again. So a social worker comes to the house <laughs> that because was great. Yeah. uh because there's been questions raised so people are disappearing and there's also this weirdness about the baby nobody knows that this is connected but there's just weird things happening and the the, the mother seeming mother uh you know the wife character she is being super secretive about the baby and at some point someone sees that the baby is like um a doll but then they've heard baby cries and so they don't they don't know what's going on they don't know if the baby's been killed or you know died in some way and these nosy neighbors sticking their nose social worker (laughs) is sent to the house and the mom almost gets away with it the social worker sees all this baby stuff but then she sees a baby doll and thinking like oh lady's crazy what are you gonna do and she's about ready to leave but then little ot cries as he as is his want to do and that so then the lady's like, oh, there is a baby. And the mother's pleading with her to not go into another room and dragging her feet and screaming. And the lady's like, no, this is my job. I got to go check on the babies. <laughs> and so she goes in the room and you just see like a mess and stuff pulled out and everything. Um, and then she's looking around. And then up to this point, we've seen little Otique in... He's like the size of a toddler through a good portion. Like the the size of the wood was like toddler size, baby to toddler size. And then when he comes to life, he stays that same size. But then he's been eating. And we see him in bed at one point, and he does seem larger, but we don't get like a really good view of him. Um, And so this is the first like full view we get. And the best way I can describe it... Well, for one thing, this entire time when he was a small baby to now... He's been wearing like a bonnet, like a baby bonnet, oh, yeah. and he wears some kind of like nightgowny type thing. Um, and he continues to wear that throughout the film, which I think makes it extra unsettling. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, the social worker goes in the room. She, you can hear some like baby babbling. She's looking around. And then little Otique comes from off frame the door. It's weird because they have a, it's probably just for this shot. I don't know if anyone would actually have this in their home, but so the, the room for the baby has a frosted glass window. Other, Um, other apartments have it too. When we show the inside of other apartments, they all have it. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's a thing. Um, But so it, it walks like it kind of bumps into the door, closing it somewhat but you see its form through the frosted glass window. So it's like the size of Big Bird. That's the easiest. It looks like Big Bird in shape. <laughs> it's like the same shape and size of Big Bird. Um, but so now it's like got this big gut, still wearing like uh, the like nightgown thing, still in the bonnet, still has the big cone Are nose. Are you fat shaming Big Bird? But <laughs> we, don't, uh, we don't see it clearly. So it's, it's obscured. It goes past the though this frosted window kind of closes the door she starts freaking out it's grabbing her we're seeing like twigs and stuff move and grab her and like some kind of special effect where it wraps around her she's screaming and then she almost gets away yeah yes it pulls her back in all the while it's babbling and giggling 
like a fucking child. And then we see blood, just blood splatter on this frosted glass. And then like viscera hits it. So it's consuming her and you're hearing giggles Mm -hmm. and that sequence. and, And at points you see it, like you also see it through the frosted glass. Like she's trying to get away and it like grabs her from behind. So you're, it's someone in a suit. And it's someone in a really cool, creepy fucking suit, but they obscure yep. it enough that you don't totally you you can't get a full grasp of it. And but that combination of like you've seen it as a piece of wood, you've seen it as a little stop motion puppet, and now it's like larger than a man and walking around, it's a person in a suit, so now it's like fully alive in our minds like it's it's mm-hmm. come to Very life mobile. Like it's like human human it's moving real in, in, in a real space and then the giggling and babbling and the blood oh i mean that moment that's like what sold it for me when i watched the first time i was like oh this is this is phenomenal um so there's other deaths and some other good parts but like but that's the one for me that's uh just agreed. chef's kiss totally agreed loved that scene I was very yeah. just sitting there staring at the screen. Yeah, it's like it's that confluence of like when the kind of creepy imagery and the whimsical tone of the movie kind of hit this perfect like horrific moment. Because most of the, it, it's hard to s- describe it as a straight up horror because it's like the tone is just never really seeming like it's supposed to be scary. But there's moments like that where it's like, oh my god, like it's it's yeah. very hard to watch. The effects were great. Just the when the twig hands wrap yes. around, yes, uh, yeah. Which I don't know how they did that because like it wasn't. I don't either. That wasn't stop motion because it's it's physically happening with her. So it's like they had maybe some kind of like I don't know, like a pipe it's, or something that would bend yeah. in or some just way. Snap bracelet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was great. It was a really, really, really good scene. At the best death, I think, I would argue, out of yes, all of yeah. them, for sure. Because it's oh, really definitely. the only one you're seeing. Most of the other ones are done off screen. Yeah. I can't think of another one where you the, actually are seeing it happen. The, the job molester the guy gets eaten and we go into a little Otique's mouth. We get <laughs> that, a lot I of, forgot about got a that. mouth imagery. That one's pretty yeah. solid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wash that one out of my brain. That's right. Oh, Jack. It it it's a close up of the mouth with the teeth and it opens up and then and then just to remind you because yeah, you said you forgot. So grateful, thank you. Hey, do you did you see the eye at any point in that? Let's go watch it frame yes. by frame and see if we can yeah. find uh, the eye. That eye does show up at one point in there. <laughs> but, oh, well, uh. <laughs> super gross. Yeah, the the mom and dad. The mom is so. She will not let go of this, uh, her baby, no matter how many people it kills. Uh, like, they know that something bad is happening because basically it's eating formula and then it's eating a lot of formula. And then they're like, okay, we better feed it meat. I think after the, it gets the cat, they're like, okay, apparently the baby likes meat. So they are bringing home, I don't know, 15 pounds of meat every single day. And like, no, no, uh, it's after the mailman gets eaten. That they go. They start bringing. Oh, all the meat. we need to start buying meat. Yeah, and I love that the dad was just like, "We need to start feeding the baby meat, pork." Yeah, fatty, like, fatty meat. Yeah, yeah, but he makes a point to be like, "We're not feeding the baby. Er, we're not feeding the baby humans." 
Oh, I'm I talking forgot. about pork. Wait, there he is. He saw another... that look in his wife's eye and <laughs> yeah. made sure he yeah. stamped that out quick. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's true. Um, I just thought of another really uh a scene that really got me that I was like, oh, oh, this movie is good. This movie has good parts to it. And it was actually the first time that the baby gets not exact it's first taste of humans, not meat, but human. Like the dad is in the background. It's this is a sweet scene. Uh, not sweet, not like, oh, sweet. Uh, let's get that clear. So the dad's in the background cooking and the mom is like uh, coochie-cooing it, tickling. I couldn't remember the word tickling for a second. Sorry. Tickling <laughs> the baby and like just goofing around with it. And she has this beautiful long hair and it's dangling over the baby. Uh, and you're seeing a lot of, it's a lot of stop motion of the baby kind of like wiggling around and stuff, but they're making it clear. I can't remember exactly how, but I knew what was going to happen. You could feel it. Like they, they build it well, but the, some of the hair, some of her long hair gets into the baby's mouth and the baby's like, yeah. essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. slurps it up like spaghetti and she starts screaming. She's stuck in it. She's like, you have to pull it out. You pull- He's going to choke. She's very, at that moment, concerned about the baby. He's going to scout me. She does say oh, that. She does say that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because I was that whole scene, she seemed very concerned with her, the baby. I'm like, the baby is eating you. The ba- this is not a moment where you're concerned about the baby choking, but okay, that's good that she she actually did recognize the danger. So she's freaking out. The husband has to come over with a knife and cut it out, and he the baby just happily slurps up all the hair and it's just like, ah, what a great day we're having. The baby's But then so her happy. recovery to it, her recovery is like she cuts the rest of her hair to match and she's like oh otik was right i should cut my hair short oh it was great i loved that scene it does bite the dad's finger there too at that moment yeah it does it bites his finger and that's when he cuts out that's when he gives up on pulling the hair out and just cuts it also she does look really good with a uh, short haircut (laughs) she looks long hair too the baby yeah, was right. Yeah, you're right. That's the point of this movie. The baby was right all along. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, like, you know. we that One one thing I'd say that the movie, I don't, I mean, maybe there's, it, it's, it's doing it for a certain effect, but it does feel, I don't know, feel a little cheated. We don't see the mother's death. Yeah. So the, the, father, the father goes down. He, at several points, the father has wanted to kill Otik because he recognizes as a fucking Correctly monster. So. Yep. He <laughs> tries to drown it. Yeah. Well, I don't he know. I, to, really, see, I, I didn't do science. Yeah. I, I think, I don't think he was trying to drown it. I think he was like, I hate this thing. And like, he was it's fake. Yeah. Yeah. This is before it comes to life. It's yeah, it's before it's alive. So, um, but, uh, I think that was more of like a frustration thing, but yeah, so he's been wanting to chop it up and eventually they like lock it down in the cellar because he says it's too big to chop up now and he's trying to like just get rid of it she's like but he'll starve and it's like well that's basically like yeah and um (laughs) and so eventually after some other deaths he goes down with a chainsaw to try to take care of it and then the baby comes out ot comes out and he says like dada or something and then the father has a a change of heart and says son and then he is consumed by his yep. tree baby yep. um, but but then shortly after it the wife goes down after him and then we don't see her consume we don't get once. a scene with her yep. and i feel like she was so central to yes. this whole plot and yes. to otique that yep. we need 
a scene between them. We need I agree. something. I was happen. disappointed. For sure, I was disappointed. Especially because she deserved it more than anybody else. Because the dad so many times is like, we got we got to kill this baby. <laughs> we got we to gotta kill this. Uh, and she's like, no, we can't. No, he's our son. No. So, so many... Uh, so many lives on her head so many murders under her belt uh and then she just gets one scream and she's gone i'm like that's not fair that's not fair at all um and with all of the the like madonna imagery and all of the um importance just like you said that i agree i was disappointed um that did there was a moment where uh right before they take it to the basement um that she's again trying to convince uh her husband to keep the baby alive uh and she's like no we have to keep him alive we can't it's our son and he says what so he can eat someone else and she goes carl don't be gross <laughs> like literally he just killed someone <laughs> this already happened he's not being gross he's being very practical <laughs> i did like how they were so like things like that were so mundane to them somehow yes. Like, she was like, you don't love the baby. Of course I love the baby. You <laughs> haven't varnished him in weeks. Time you varnished I'll varnish him, him on Sunday. <laughs> so good. He has another branch more. growing out of his arm. I'll cut it off. <laughs> so funny. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no, that was after it was alive. Ugh, Yeah. I'm not really one for woodworking. How often does one have to varnish? Would the varnish uh, uh, need to be redone if your uh, mystical tree baby continued growing? I think I, I think a, yeah. a, an active moving tree baby would probably need varnish <laughs> because it's there's probably more wear and tear than if it was just a statue sitting there. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, for sure. My, I agree. As, as you're growing, there's more tree that has happened so that you need to add varnish to the new elements. Yes, I agree. Yeah. If you'd like to learn more about varnishing your magical tree, baby, <laughs> consult your local library. Uh, some other let us know uh, in the comments. Some some <laughs> other random bits. Uh, I enjoyed that the girl's father, um, the the little nosy girl, and she has uh, two parents that we see regularly throughout the movie. Um, the father's a real like just kind of I don't know if we'd say piece of shit, but just kind of ge generally like not a great dude, but also just sort of yeah. like ah, I don't I don't care about anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's uh, kind of funny at points, um, but one one point I had to rewind was uh, I liked that he was wearing a shirt that just said U.S. Burger on it. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see that just, at all. That's it, just, it, like, it just like seemed like something that they like, you know, ship out to countries when there's misprints and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I looked it up to see if U.S. Burger was a real company and I couldn't <laughs> find anything. That's um, incredible. So uh, there's in that. my notes, I he also... was the comb over king of the east. That was how I referred to yeah. the dad. <laughs> that guy in my notes. Um, and then uh, another moment. This is just a silly thing that I enjoyed. So the old lady who is the gardener has a couple of uh, a couple of good lines. When uh, so she has a hoe that has gone missing yes, because the little girl is hiding it. Because in the story, an old lady like kills uh, greedy guts. Um, and, and she's the one that ends the story. She kills her with a, a hoe or she kills greedy guts with a hoe. 
Um, and <laughs> she has the line, it seems you need to lock up hoes these days. Yeah, which yes, I was like, yes. that's a rap lyric right there. Yeah. She um, also but then said, immediately followed by... Well, well, quick, quickly followed by that was a fine house. This is we lose children, people, postmen, and now even hoes. <laughs> yeah. um, but what I also liked about that was that according to her logic, hoes, children, and postmen do not classify are not classified as people. They do not qualify. <laughs> people You're are right. separate from children, postmen, and hoes. Yeah, she she then quickly in that same point says why would anyone bother an old hoe and from that moment on that is her in my notes she's the old hoe and i love her and she's the best she and the cat the only good people in this whole film yes i called a cat a people there's a lot happening in this film i feel like that's okay i feel like we need to talk about the little girl we've brought her up a lot yeah she's a central figure to this movie i think it's time that we talk about her and how much she sucks does anyone else hate her? I hate her. Oh, I, I very much hate her. Great. First of all, she slurps when she eats, which sure she does. got for her from her father. But she should no. be. David, put David's in jail hatred for of children eats. does not end at just babies, mere babies. It's <laughs> no. it's well into adulthood. Absolutely. She should be jailed just for the way she consumes an egg towards the end of this movie. God. Like straight what to the jail. Fuck? Yeah. Who why? 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 Soft-boiled egg, she slurps it up, close up, her lips on the yolk of the egg, and she slurps. Who? And the mother rightfully is like, why are you do? Why are you like this? And then she kept doing it. And, and I was and like, she... I wish you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> and the little girl survives. That's the other big tragedy of this. Yes, of, of which I know, movie. listen, if you haven't seen this movie, what we're saying right now seems really terrible. <laughs> but listen, this little girl's a villain, straight up. Like, she's kind of annoying for most of the movie. Look, uh, David, if you want to see children get killed in a horror film, you need to watch the 1988 version of The Blob. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, fantastic movie. <laughs> the Blob's doing good work. <laughs> uh, or anything Disney uh, put out. Um, it... You put out? From the eighties and early nineties, just lots of lots of sadness and death. Good stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Oh, oh, Black Cauldron. But no. Um... <laughs> David, reminiscing on the good old days when you could do murder and violence to children, and no one <laughs> would bat an eye. <laughs> but no. Um. The the. I did like the the little girl starts off as oh it's the annoying nosy neighbor girl, and then once uh once the parents realize yeah we can't just have our mystical tree baby killing people let's lock him in the basement the little girl goes oh I found the story about him and I've ceased to care about the missing people and will now actively feed this uh like she like the parents she returning a blind eye little otique's yeah. familiar yeah she's <laughs> she just like i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna bring people and yes the first one was the pedophile which good i'm glad he got killed agreed agreed and then after that you know subsequently other people but let's talk for just a second about how she chose that so we say the the pedophile was the first one she didn't go ah i know who in the building should go 
that yes. wasn't her choice. She wasn't like, ah, I want to get rid of this creep who has been trying to get at me this whole movie. No, no, no. She decides to leave it up to fate and breaks <laughs> one matchstick and chooses. And she's like, okay, this person, my mom? No, not my mom. Okay, that's a long matchstick. My dad? No, that's also a long matchstick. The pervy awful dude? Oh, oh, okay. That's the broken one. It also, was was so was, was the was the gardener lady even on the chopping block? Was she involved? She may in not those? have ever gotten to her. She never got through all okay. of them. Okay. So, yeah. She, the so also the point of view of everyone in that, like, like including her. So there's the, the, the there's the uh, the the pedophile old dude who is just the worst. And she's constantly telling her parents, hey, this guy. And and they're like, oh, no. I don't, know. Him have I, don't know. I don't know if she tells her mom, does she? She tells the gardener lady and the gardener lady dismisses it. Like, oh, he's too old to do what, anything. And she's like, those are the worst. The gardener lady is the one she says in the like the okay. early scene, and I don't know if she ever explicitly tells her mother. She's with her mother and is very uncomfortable when he shows up, and she yeah. like runs away from him and stuff. But I don't know if she ever tells her mom, which it seems like she doesn't like trust her parents. It's just a weird. Ex- the dad does and, slap her like several yes. times, so maybe we understand why she doesn't trust her the, parents. The first dinner where they're eating gruel. And he just slaps her face straight into the gruel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> yep. Not a fan. Not a fan yeah, of that, that guy. Not that that guy's not great. He nope. also watches a lot of weird TV. God does. Well, he one ever. one of the bits he one of the bits he watches is part of Meat Love. Yeah. I thought it might be. I was going to ask you if that was one of the yeah. commercials because when you were describing it, I was like, "Oh, this sounds horribly familiar." <laughs> this. The- I don't like that I've seen what you're talking about. I do enjoy the uh the weird commercials uh You would. You would have enjoyed those. It's right up your alley, David. David's you're already ordered a US burger shirt off of Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, the the last one's just like uh whatever flour on, on meat, it's the best flour to put on meat. So All the other and it's like all the other flowers have worms in them. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's a great tagline. Buy us star. It's the best. The other stuff has worms in it. Ugh. Pretty aggressive marketing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the commercials did make me think a lot, a lot, a lot of don't hug me, I'm scared. It, it was mm, really in okay. that vein. Yeah. I half expected them to pop up on the screen. Ugh. Yeah, dad hit her a lot. Come over, King of the East. Huge jerk. Did not care for him. Did he die? No. No. All right, so her family lives, and the old hoe lives. You sound disappointed by all of this. Well, the old hoe, I'm very happy about. She's the best. She kicks ass, but the little girl should have died. Again, in the same vein as the mom, who is extremely complicit in all of these other deaths. The little girl's like, yeah, 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 I would rather all these people die and you, strange eating baby, live. Uh, she also deserved comeuppance and did not receive it, and that was frustrating. I feel like the dad is like Seymour. You know. Skinner? He, 
No, from uh, Little Shop. Little oh. Shop. You know, I've never seen that. Isn't that weird? Oh. What the fuck? I know. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. But that's why Simpsons came first. No, you would you would yeah. love you would love Little Shop. Uh, I've been told it's a great it's a great show, and then the film is excellent, uh, and the music's great. Alan Menken, who does all oh, the Disney yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. The and it's yeah. uh, there's some really mu- moving scenes as well as as well as it being like a good horror comedy. I need to check it out. So sorry, David, yeah. as you were saying, you, why, why, well, before we get to David, yeah, watch oh. it for uh, watch it for Halloween, October. That's a good yeah. idea. I, I very much should. We already at my house yeah. are planning all of our stuff. We're gonna watch uh, Haunting at Hill House for like the five millionth year in a row, and uh, like the more modern one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually didn't know there was an older one. I only know the newer one. I've read the book. The book's great. And then we're gonna watch Over the Garden Wall. Well, the, well, there's the original. So you're talking about the Shirley Jackson, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the original is from the 60s, and it's just called The Haunting, but it's based oh, on okay. that book. I have seen that. I need to yeah. check that out. Okay. My list grows for Halloween. Okay. David. Is it, it gets confusing because there's Haunting on Hill House and House on Haunted Hill. And yes. And that gets yep. tricky. But mm-hmm. David. House on Haunted Hill is a classic. Okay. Well, sorry, I was... <laughs> You got me thinking about. I know. Right now, we're thinking though. of all the better movies that we could have watched. Of this one. <laughs> oh, please! <laughs> no, this, listen, listen. I would feel really differently about this movie if we'd watched it before Skins. Skins really like raised the bar, lowered the bar, dug a really deep hole in the ground, and threw the bar in it uh, for like the mm, the effects, the butthole thing of the mouth. <laughs> Just really, like, as upset as I was about the close-up of the wooden butthole in this, at least it wasn't that. At least it wasn't a lovingly detailed fake <laughs> butthole on the mouth. Oh, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Why did I bring it no up? No one listening <laughs> right talking. now understands anything you're saying. And also, you're, like, babbling like like a Bill Cosby character. The fake butthole on the face <laughs> with the, but- the thing. <laughs> I hate it. No one on the podcast can see, but I'm like moving deeply and comfortably. I'm like shifting and trying to crawl into my own chair and just get away from my it's own. It's probably room. the second yeah. most times you've meant you've said butthole on this podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> Dear listeners, if you would like to know more about this butthole mouth, please go to episode insert episode number here. Don't though. I mean, yeah, listen to our episode on it, but don't watch that movie. Do not. That is on. That is Skins. That is the episode on Skins. Jack is also a big fan of a film called Mad God. Uh, so you can check that one out. Don't put My. Mad God in the same breath as Skins. She does yeah, all the time. It. I do. Absolutely. Ugh. I know. All right, Skins David, did you have something to say 18 minutes ago? <laughs> I, I probably did. Um, I don't remember. Wait, no, right. Got it. <laughs> yes. No. Um, okay. So the dad's kind of like Seymour in a uh, little shop of horror- horrors. He's like, eh, I don't want to, I don't want to feed, but I, just, you know, it's, it's, I, I care for this being the little girl is just active. Like, uh, once the dad puts the, uh, um, puts the, Otique in the uh, little wooden crate in the basement and goes, 
We'll let them starve for a bit. The little girl's just like, oh, I am down. I am complicit. This is my friend now. And yep. I have read this uh, cautionary tale <laughs> and am actively trying to keep, like, to disarm the uh, the one person who could kill it, as well as uh, let, figuring out who to feed to and, and, and teaching him how to wash his hands. That before eating yeah she became and, a very surrogate mother figure uh and actually was mothering it arguably more than his actual mother yeah. was like uh giving otique like boundaries and like telling it no and telling it how to do things uh which otique responded to yeah bringing him toys yeah and- and she oh, said, like, don't not to eat her, like that she'll help him. And he yes. was like, okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. At that yeah. point, Oti could be reasoned with. And it was very. So that's that's all the social worker needed to do. Like, hold on, yeah. little Oti. <laughs> don't go eating me now. <laughs> and he's like, he's like snapping his fingers, like, all shucks. <laughs> You ever seen a blue whale? I can get you one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the little girl knew the story. She knew exactly what Otique was and still was like, yes, this. I'm I'm all in yeah, on this. You just, uh, she yeah. wanted a friend as much as the mom wanted a child, and she just yeah. went for she it. She is devastated at the end. Yes. When when Otique's... Uh... Yeah, when uh, when the uh, gardener, uh, when when the hoe and old hoe, excuse me, yeah. old hoe, use your proper I term. Say, I will say that the the gardener woman buys a new hoe just to catch whoever that stole the old <laughs> hoe. That was really good. Now has two hoes. She's so rich. Still Still grabs the old hoe to go kill him. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's she'd spent more time with that hoe. She was uh, she knows she how that, that hoe works. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, the second one was just a honey pot hoe. It was just that <laughs> was just for you know. I was just circumstance, you know. <laughs> but the first is trusted. Yes, absolutely. Ah, uh, yeah. Sorry, I just saw in my notes. I remembered how she got the um. The perv, the pedophile, to uh, yeah. how she lured him in, and it wasn't it wasn't terrible in a. It was definitely the most tame of like maybe any of the rest of the scenes of the movie. But she still was like, "I'm over here, come get me," and she like showed her knees. I was like, "Oh, I hate this. I hate that they had a little actress do this." And same with when mm. they were showing uh, when her skirt raised up too. That it was just like yeah. this. I hate what yeah. they did to this child to make this movie. I don't like this. Well, yeah, yeah and it's it's the th- the thing that I think is bad about it too is you can convey the same if you want to have a character like that, not her, but him. If you mm-hmm. if you insist on having that, like, because yeah. he could just be a mean old man. He doesn't even yes. have to be, you know, a child molester. But if you want to have that, you can do that through a lot more implication than this yes. film is doing. Yeah. So it was like, well, because I I I think it does like it does make the film uncomfortable in a way that's like, does it need to, I mean, I think it's intentional. I think it's intentional that we're supposed to be like, ah, no, yep. but 
most of the movie isn't focused on anything like that, so it seems very kind of out of the blue. And like I said, it yeah. happens six minutes in. Yeah. So, like, while I do like this movie, it's like, yeah, we could have, like, pulled back on this a bit, Jan. Sure could have. Yep. At the, very, at the very least, a different camera angle. Yeah. Yeah. We, the, don't, yeah. we don't need to see, like, straight, purely through the eyes of, of, of the old man. Yeah, did and, not like and, that. And the, the excited, pulling out my glasses every time yeah they do a real close-up on his face as he puts his glasses on and gets real excited we also didn't talk about the stop animation that happens in his pants oh god i i oh he was trying to repress that and you brought now it's my turn to be like i purposely his fly gets unbuttoned via stop motion like i said earlier like sometimes it's used in a way that's like not even for a special effect but it's like to just give a certain kind of effect Mm -hmm. um but it so it does that and then a hand protrudes which the idea is it's like you know like she's worried about being grabbed but uh yeah it's, it's a bizarre surreal moment yeah happens twice i didn't like it either time Ugh. the first time is six minutes in yep so so soon uh <laughs> and that's right the... when uh i think the parade was passing by your house jack right the <laughs> the, the uh children's uh, innocent children's youth parade yeah absolutely yes, youth choir <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely uh did the little girl look like amy schumer to anybody else like the whole movie, I'm like, oh, this girl that. looks so familiar. Yeah. And I finally was like, Wait, I mean, I think, I this think is Amy Schumer looks like Mater from Cars, but. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's not a knock against her, but like, the way she smiles looks is, really is, similar is it to not, his, like, like, cheeks. <laughs> I. I have to I have to look at a picture of them hey, next to each other. Hey, that's it's not a knock. It's a it's a thing about just like the way that they draw that character and how it emulates a certain uh, appearance. <laughs> I hey, people thought identical. that Chinese uh, president looks like Careful. Winnie the Pooh. Oh, Winnie the Pooh, that's okay. right. I did forget about that. That's true. Winnie oh. the Pooh's like legal in China now. <laughs> can't take a joke. Oh, bother. <laughs> that's it for me. Thank you. You've been great. Okay, uh, a couple of uh, production note things here before we wrap up. Uh, so I did read that apparently in the early years of Svankmeyer's filmmaking career, he was censored by Communist Party authorities and blacklisted from making films from Good. 1972 <laughs> to 1979. <laughs> um, and uh, and then this is according to IMDb. And I have said this before. I've given the caveat before of like, you know, IMDb trivia often has legit stuff, but it doesn't cite where things come from. And I definitely have seen things on there that are either wrong or people are putting on there to like fuck with people as a joke. I don't know if this is real or not. Again, was not cited, but it says originally Jan Svankmeyer wanted to shoot this film in the early 90s and considered casting Woody Allen and Mia Farrow as Carol and Bozena. So uh, that would have made for quite the experience. Yep. I'm going to counter that uh, Woody Allen probably would be better cast as the old man. Yeah, yeah, we get that. We get it. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we understand. (laughs) 
All right. Uh, on that note, uh, would you recommend Little Otique? Not to my dad. <laughs> Not at all. Dad would hate this. But horror movie fans, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's. I think we all seem to be on the same page of it's not great, but it's got moments that make it worth watching for sure. Oh, I'm not on that page. Okay, fine. I think it's Everyone really ex- good, but I think it has some flaws. Okay, all right. Lynn really loves close-ups of wooden buttholes. Great. We established for the in the skins one, Lytton just likes close. You're right. It doesn't so. have to be wooden. You're right. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> it's funny how I have full control over the edit of this show. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm like, Linton is the best and has the best taste. And I am a dumb You're quite good at turning me on. <laughs> Probably not, um, but I would... I wouldn't recommend uh, somebody watch this movie necessarily, but Set I it on would. Fire. Yeah, I would queue up several scenes of it and go, "Oh man, you gotta see this though! Check out this wooden baby eating the social worker." That does seem like something you would do. I feel like hanging out with David is just a bunch of okay. Check this thing out now. All right, now I'm bored of this. All right, now let's check out this other thing. Um, I I do have unmedicated ADHD. Yes, <laughs> like thank you for. All right, we're getting real serious at the end here, Eric. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think so. Um, I think the length might turn some people off, but I think if it's definitely worth seeing, uh, especially if you want to see stuff that you wouldn't normally. <laughs> not 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 counting wooden buttholes and. Uh, <laughs> weird close-up shots of little girls but the tagline for this episode is going to be something about wooden buttholes <laughs> all right so uh yeah for myself uh i would recommend that um to this to the right audience um i.e uh, our podcast listeners uh this panel um but definitely horror fans um you know it's it's one of my favorite, like weird, truly weird movies. It's not like one of my favorite movies, period. But like when I think of movies of like, oh, I came across this and it's it's out there and bizarre and it has some really cool stuff in it. Um, Little Otique uh, often comes to mind as one of those. And I wanted to do it on the show for a while. So uh, here we are now for the spookening, uh, looking at Little Otique. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the effects work in this uh, really great, really unsettling. The claymation stuff works super well. Like I said, combining that with like the baby giggling and babbling. The yeah. fact that Little Otique like isn't evil. Like he's like giggling and shit while he's still eating people. Like, he just doesn't know any better. Like he's he yeah. is a truly a fucking child. And that makes it even more unsettling. Mm-hmm. Like how graphic and, you know horrific some of the deaths are um but yeah um and i think it worked it holds together as a narrative um you know like i think some of his other works might be a little more out there narratively i think the director considers this his most traditional narrative film. <laughs> well okay, as great. far as the story yeah. goes sure. like you know it, it yeah. follows a fairy tale structure and um we did also didn't address that they do um, some animated sequences when you see the fairy tale stuff. It, oh, yeah. We're, we're oh, told yeah. the story of the fairy tale, and there's this 
very like Eastern. I really like the animation yeah. there. Well, it's like yeah. an Eastern European style animation. It looks very Worker and Parasite from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. um, yes. But, uh, yeah. but no, it's it's good. It's a cool style. Uh, it's different than what you're used to seeing. Um, but yeah, so uh, I quite enjoy Little Otique. So uh, yeah, to uh, to horror fans and fans of unusual and cult films, absolutely. Uh, which brings us to Can I Find This? Uh, this movie is very hard to come by, unfortunately. Um, it's apparently not on any streaming service in the U.S. that I could find. It is streaming on Apple TV and Amazon in the U.K., apparently. Um, and then You're fine uh, with full frontal babies. <laughs> Man, you are just digging this hole even deeper. <laughs> You're going to find a little otique down there, Jack. Um <laughs> Just like you've always wanted. Um, okay, so DVD, a DVD of this was released in 2000. This movie came out in 2000, so DVD came out like right away. Um, and then there is a more recent DVD. It hasn't been on any foreign media since, but then more recently after that, uh, the director's more recent movie, Insects, came out. His production company or like the a Czech art board or something that you know funds his films, whatever it is, They released uh, DVDs of his various films, and they also released a seven Blu-ray set that includes this, his final film, and, like, all of his other major works. Although, unfortunately, they didn't include the shorts. Like, they really should have had those as, like, extras or, like, its own bonus disc. Shut up! They're good! Um, (laughs) Kiss my butt! Kiss my butt! Go to hell! Um, Anyway, so... Uh, but there is a Blu-ray set out there. You have to go to like Svankmeyer's website, but again, it's tied in with this production company or something. Um, and you can buy it from there. I saw somebody on Reddit had bought it. It's supposedly region free. Um, and, uh, you know, you have to get it shipped to the U S assuming that you live here and it's kind of pricey. It's, you know, seven films, I actually emailed them to ask, like, do you sell the Blu-rays separate? Because they sell the DVDs separate. So I don't know why you can't get the Blu-rays separate. Um, But it is out there. Uh, You can get uh, a set of all seven of his uh, that have been, like, cleaned up and are in better condition and stuff. David? I just had to search and look it up uh, because Christmas is in a few months. And I was like, Jack maybe deserves a Christmas gift. No. And no. Sadly, tragically, there is no little OTIC doll <laughs> to buy. Not even on Etsy. Why would you ruin Christmas so early? <laughs> yeah, David, usually you wait months to ruin Christmas. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so, yeah, it is out there. Like I said, streaming is near impossible unless you find uh, a torrent of it, um, which there are some out there. Um, it is in Czech, so you're going to have to uh, have it with subtitles. So you can search if, if it's not attached to the file, you can find it on some of those subtitles uh, websites. Or you can track down an old DVD of it. Um, I think they are kind of pricey since they're long out of print. Or the recent DVD on that company's site. Um, which wasn't too expensive. Um, I think you can do it through PayPal and it translates it to whatever, you know, fake money they're using. And wow. then, uh, or you can get the, <laughs> the Blu-ray. Hey, look, these are easy jokes, folks. Uh, okay. 
Uh, so that will wrap us up for Little Otique, uh, our first Halloween offering. Next up, we are going to look at a bizarre film from 1979. Every year for the Halloween ones, I try to look at at least one that I am aware of but have never seen. This one is called The Visitor. It is supposed to be pretty bizarre. Um, it's uh, some kind of sci-fi horror thing. So uh, we will have a new crew looking at The Visitor, and then we will have four more after that. So you've got six Halloween offerings on the way. So uh, join us. Uh, keep coming back. See you then.